all the action. All the goals. Stones in action on Stones Live with Simon Miller and Company, the Stones' preferred estate agent. Well, hello everyone and welcome to James Watford Racing, home of Maystone United for this afternoon's FA Cup second round tie between Stones and Barrow of League Two. I'm Fred Atkins and I'll be your commentator this afternoon alongside my co-commentator and producer Nigel Steger. The time here is uh, 2.51, so we are nine minutes away from kickoff here at Watman Way. And uh, without further ado, Nigel, if you wouldn't mind going through the teams for us. Yep, so as is customary, we'll uh, start with the Maystone team and they will be in their traditional amber and black today. And in one, we've got uh, Lucas Covelin in goal. Uh, number two and captain returning to the side is Gavin Hoyt. Number three is Paul Apaya. Number five, George Fowler. Number eight, Sam Corn. Number nine, Sol Wanjo Smith. Number 14, Harry Kipianu. Number 15, Sam Bone. Number 16, Liam Sol. Number 17, Levi Manchi. Number 18, Bivis Garun. And on the subs bench, we've got quite a few today, because uh, obviously you can name nine, because it's the FA Cup. So we've got number four, Reese Greenwich. Number six, Rafe Brown. Number seven, Radak Coleman de Graft. Number 10, Lamar Reynolds. Number 11, Chi Enzanolim. Number 12, Daniel Nimchuksiki. Number 13, Sam Smith. Number 19, Perry Inandolo. And number 20, Riley Court. And for Barrow, they're in their normal white and blue shirts, blue shorts and blue socks. Uh, in goal, number one, Paul Farnham. Number four, Dean Campbell. Number five, George Ray. Number six, Neil Canavar Caravan. Uh, number eight, Kian Spence. Number 11, Elliot Newby. Number 13, Thomas White. Number 17, James Chester. Number 18, Lucas Stevenson. Number 20, Emil Acquire. And number 34, Benjamin Whitfield. And on the subs bench for Barrow, we have number 12, Josh Lillis. Number 13, Mazen Agogobi. Number 7, David Worrell. Number 9, Jamie Proctor. Number 10, Jed Garner. Number 16, Sam Folly. Number 19, Dominic Telford. Number 24, Rory Feely. And number 39, Sam Bellis. And your referee is David Rook. Your assistant referee is James Valance and Ryan Whitaker. And the fourth official is Harry Wagger. OK, so we are approximately seven minutes away from kick-off here. Um, I guess the major talking point, I suppose, in the Stones lineup, the return of Gavin Hoyt and uh, the absence of Devontae Aaron Sibia this afternoon. Um, yeah, we're not quite sure whether that's injury-related or whether he's uh, been dropped from the uh, side completely. Um, I'd imagine he must have picked up a kind of a knock because having named nine substitutes... He did go off very early against Havant of Waterlooville on yeah, Tuesday he did. night, didn't he? And he has been quite an ever-present this season, hasn't he, really? So... It's uh, um, possibly one of the last players he'd want to be without for a game of this stature. But uh, Maidstone are going to have to figure out a way of playing without him this afternoon. Um, I mean, yeah, if you were here on Tuesday night, Nigel, yeah. you remember, um, I think he gave the ball away just before the Havant and Waterlooville goal, didn't he? And he came off very shortly after that. So I mean, it's possible that he was taken off because perhaps he was injured uh, during the process. Did he serve his suspension? 
Um, he had picked up for a he red did, card. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he, he had a red card, didn't he? And he had a, a, a one-game suspension for that because it was a second yellow, so... <coughs> yeah, I think he was pretty unlucky to get that red card from memory. It was for uh, two supposedly bookable offences. So anyway, we're just looking down at the scene here. It's uh, a much bigger crowd than was here on Tuesday night. I'm sure nobody will be surprised to know. We heard that uh, approximately, we think about 2,000 advanced tickets were sold and about 200 of those were for fans coming down from Barrow, which is a, it's a tremendous effort, really, it to bring really, that many yeah. down here um, because it's not an easy journey by any stretch of the no, imagination. Colour weeks for Christmas as well. Um, yeah, it's a good effort, isn't it? You know, what, what with the, the temperatures as well up north, there's a bit of snow up there, so I imagine quite I a few of them. There's also a train know. strike, isn't there? On, yeah. Um, when isn't there a train strike on? So, uh, yeah, it's a good effort. Yeah, uh, they've certainly, if the trains were affected, it hasn't uh, affected the numbers. There's a good, yeah, I'd say it's almost uh, probably about three quarters fully away section. There is segregation in operation today, and then. Uh, in fact, it's a bit of a backstory here. Uh, we've been saying, uh, one or two of us have been sort of mentioning this before, and it doesn't feel quite the same as an FA Cup tie. Uh, perhaps it did when we played Blackpool away or uh, Milton Keynes or Cheltenham or places like that, because uh, we've actually played Barrow fairly recently <coughs> in the National League. And uh, I actually remember the reason that segregation is in place is because uh, the first... Uh, time that there were any real problems there was a game between Maidstone and Barrow and it was unsegregated in the Elvis end and um, I think sooner or later as soon as a team with a large number of supporters turned up it was going to be untenable to have the mixing in the same area of the ground and it just happened to be Barrow uh, that were the team in question and uh, from then on because of those like that few incidents that took place that day we have had uh, segregation when we've been playing the, the larger sides uh, certainly this season we haven't had it too often. We've had, uh, we probably will have uh, segregation for the Kent Derby games. So that'll be against uh, Tunbridge, against Dartford, and uh, against Dover. The other day, of course, we had it, although there were very few Dover fans here on that particular occasion. And uh, we are now watching the teams come out from the tunnels. Maidstone in the traditional amber shirts, black shorts, black socks. Barrow look like they're going to be wearing all blue. The team sheet says they're going to be wearing white and blue. So uh, we'll wait. They haven't actually taken their tracksuit tops off yet. And given that it is about one degree here and it is predicted to get even colder as the game goes on, I uh, don't really blame them for not taking their tracksuit tops off until the last second. So we're uh, just waiting as we see the players shaking hands with each other and the referee. Barrow staff making their way across the pitch and uh, George Alakobi just doing his little pre-game run towards the town end where he uh, applauds the Maidstone supporters far more packed town ends than there was here on Tuesday night when Haven and Waterlooville were here apparently there were only eight supporters from Haven who came on Tuesday and uh, they ended up sacking their manager Steve King uh, couple of days after that result. Were you surprised by that decision, Nigel? Not really, I guess. Knowing Steve King and the clubs that he's been at in the past, he's always been at clubs that are top end of the table, hasn't he? And 
you know, he doesn't like to spend the money. And I suppose, that, you know, after the game, well, they are still 14 points from just getting out of the relegation zone. So, you know, it's going to take a lot of investment and they're going to have to sort of go on a big run just to get out of the bottom four, I think. And obviously, I think that was their 20th, 21st game on on uh, Tuesday night. So that's half the games and you've literally got to win I'd say two thirds of those yeah, games, don't you? Just to need, even stand a chance. So they need promotion form to uh, get out of the. I imagine they, you know he's, he's spent quite a bit of money since he's been in there, and if he'd have gone to, I need more players. I think the owners would have probably told him where to go. So it was an interesting game in the sense that uh, Mason two 0 up, conceded a goal early in the second half, but never really felt like the result was particularly in doubt. Manchi scored a third. And uh, Mason won fairly convincingly 3-1. We're about to get underway here. Barrow are going to kick off. Uh, Barrow are going to be attacking the Elvis end in this first half. Looks like it's going to be Dean Campbell that gets us underway. Wearing a pair of lurid orange boots. There's absolutely no danger of missing him in those. As uh, Lucas Kovalan walks, or runs towards the Elvis end. Receives the applause of the home fans. Barrow are actually wearing a kind of white shirt with blue sleeves and a kind of blue stripe or single blue stripe down the right hand side what a distinctive looking kit a bit like Luton Town kits of uh, your minus the orange bits so referee's just checking with his assistants and the goalkeepers that everybody is ready and we are about to get underway here we do kick off ball goes straight back to the Barrow keeper Paul Farman and Farman punts that one downfield. George Fowler will get underneath that. And uh, the ball bounces in the centre circle. It's hooked downfield and an offside flag goes up against Levi Amanchi, who has been the talk much uh, speculation this week. 20 goals for Maidstone so far this season. <coughs> Several of them in this competition. And I'm a bit surprised that I, that can't be offside, can it? Because it's in the Maidstone half, so... I'm not yeah. quite sure what that was given for. Possibly a high foot, but uh, anyway. Campbell has got a free kick for Barrow. Left footed into the area. Gavin Hoyt is underneath it. Might fall for a Barrow shot here, though, and it's uh, hit just over the bar by Elliot Newby. So, one minute gone here. Barrow with the uh, first effort. Off target, that one from Newby. Always slightly under that one, Nigel, I thought. Yeah, he just didn't get the uh, direction on that and just, thankfully from a Maystone perspective, it just sailed over the, the bar, but good early pressure from uh, Barrow there. Maystone knocking the ball forward for Solwan Jow-Smith to chase. And it's put out of play for a Maidstone throw in by James Chester. Maidstone with a throw midway inside Barrow territory. A brief delay while there are two balls on the pitch. One of them has been uh, put out of play. The ball is thrown short to Vivesh Guru. And uh, the ball got to play for another Maidstone throw. Campbell, I believe, was the player who got the final touch. So it's going to be taken by Harry Kipriano. Wearing short sleeves this afternoon, Kipriano. Ball set up for Bone. Almost, almost thought he was going to shoot for a second there. Certainly a number of people in the Elvis end were urging him to. I think even by Sam Bone standards, that was a bit far out. Yeah. He was probably about 35 yards out from goal there. But uh, he just bounced up for him, didn't it? Yeah, just sat up there a little bit, but just decided to 
keep the ball and give it out wide. The ball is thrown forward in the direction of a Manchi. Wonja Smith might get there, but it's cleared by Niall Canavan. And now it bounces in front of the Maidstone dugout. It's a claim for a free kick. It's not given, and Barrow will pump that one forward. And uh, Appiah's got to be careful here. He heads that one clear, and a flag has gone up for offside against Barrow. I believe it was... I'm not actually sure who it was that was uh, flagged off there. Might have been Ben Whitfield. <coughs> Just interesting looking at the way they were set up here. Obviously, Friday, uh, Tuesday evening, Kepiano was playing in the, the right wing back role. He's now down on the left side. With Gavin Hoyt returning. There's an infringement. The free kick was taken long by Kovalan. It went towards the edge of the barrow area. And I believe Amanchi was penalised for a push. Ball is whacked downfield. Kipriano with a powerful header forward looking for Wanjao Smith. Might fall for Amanchi there, but it's intercepted. The end of the break for Saul Wanjao Smith. Will it down the left hand side? It's a throw in to Maidstone. Kipriano will take. waiting to see if anyone's going to make a run for him. Sam Korn is uh, showing. Instead, he decides to throw it down the line to Bivesh Garung. The ball is put out of play by the Barrow number 18, Lucas Stevenson. And it's Kipriano with another throw in for Maidstone. Thrown short to Solvon Jao Smith. Lays it straight back to Kipriano, who puts a cross in to the area. It'll be cleared by Barrow. So eventually, it's the number four Campbell who comes away with it hasn't cleared it that well Spence will pick it up but it's intercepted by Sam Korn decent start this by Maidstone Gavin Hoyt now striding down the right hand side played inside to Sam Bone and Bone tried to uh, pick out Bimesh Garung but he just misjudged the pass and it's James Chester now bringing the ball clear for Barrow with Emil Aqua on the right hand side and uh, well intercepted that by George Fowler Kipriano will play it back into uh, towards Sam Bone and Bone has uh, just about emerged with a Maidstone throw-in from that, I think. It's going to be a Maidstone throw deep inside their own territory on the left-hand side as they attack the town end in this first half. Thrown forward in the direction of Amanchi, but the header is won by Stevenson. And uh, the ball has gone out of play for another Maidstone throw, this time about 10 yards further forward. So roughly level with the edge of the centre circle. So I'm going to guess that the crowd is somewhere in the region of 3,000 to uh, possibly even higher this afternoon. I would guess it's the highest crowd of the season. That's following on from the lowest crowd of the season on Tuesday night. It's about two to three deep down the sidelines. The town end is packed. And uh, there's very little room to be had in the Elvis end. And so Sam Bone knocks that one forward. He's looking for Wanjia Smith, but uh, Wanjia Smith putting his hand up there, just saying, saluting the idea. It was possibly half a yard in the wrong direction. Here's Chester for Barrow. Playing it wide to Stevenson. Back to the goalkeeper, Paul Farman. Farman knocks that one high into the Maidstone air. The ball will fall for Whitfield. Plays it back to Stevenson. Stevenson back to the number five for Barrow, George Ray. 
chipped forward by Canavan and straight out of play on the far side. And uh, so it looks like they've got ball boys this afternoon, which is um, yeah, I noticed that all the all the uh, balls are on like little cones around the edge of the pitch. It's not something that we've ever had at this ground because, um, say, unlike some of the previous grounds that we've played at, we've never really needed because um, it's so close to the edge of the pitch. And so it's an ex-ball boy myself. So <laughs> yeah, good to see this uh, tradition revived, even if it is only for today. You know what will happen in the future. So Barrow in possession, playing it all the way back to George Ray. In fact, Ray just lets that one go back to his keeper. And just for a second, Abanchi had a sniff, but uh, the ball eventually sailed through to the goalkeeper. Appiah with a header forward, only as far as well, it's broken for Whitfield. And Whitfield is into the area. Whitfield could make it 1-0 here, but he's, his shot is saved by Lucas Kovalan. Chance opened up for Whitfield there, and in the end, Kovalan made a fairly comfortable save. Yeah, Whitfield just got a uh, goal side of uh, the man there, but Kovalan comfortable with that. So Kovalan punts the ball forward. It's been a feature of recent Maidstone performances that Kovalan has had to make a number of saves early in the game, and there's a bit of a cheer goes up because Son Wan Chow Smith has won a free kick for Maidstone. He was uh, fairly unsubtly grappled with. And I would say that this is about 30 yards from goal, slightly to the right. Let's level with the uh, edge of the penalty area. Too far out, you'd think, for Sam Corn to shoot from here. It's Corn that's going to take it. There is a two-man wall. And so this is almost certainly going to be a cross towards the uh, far side of the penalty area. Five amber shirts on the edge of the box. Ball comes in towards the penalty spot. Amanchi wins the header. Ball breaks in the area. It's cleared. Just for a second, it looked like it might fall for an amber shirt. It was a decent ball in from Sam Bourne. And uh, ball goes up in the air. Campbell will whack that one forward. Just didn't quite get a bounce that Maidstone needed, but his soul for Maidstone now. Bit of a roar of anticipation as he got past his man there, but. Uh, recovery from the Barrow defender was uh, Thomas White on that far side and the ball goes at a play for a Barrow throw Just looking at Whitfield there as well he's quick to close down on, on Kovlan, of course they were teammates in that Torquay side that um, nearly won promotion to the Football League during lockdown so somebody that you know quite well Yeah, and He was back defending as well for his team showing a good awareness in the back to clear that chance so the ball goes back to Farman Farman under a bit of pressure from Amanchi and gets a good distance on his clearance Kipriano will head that one straight back to George Ray Ray heads that one forward looking for Whitfield Gurung now tussling with Campbell and it's back with Canavan Barrow just happy to play it around at the back at the moment and look for an opening Whitfield signalling he wants the ball forward on the other side of Gavin Hoyt, but Hoyt reads the danger. Sol is under a bit of pressure now. Barrow have got the ball on the left-hand side, but the offside flag goes up. And it remains after 10 minutes here. Maidstone United nil, Barrow nil in the second round of the FA Cup. Feels like quite a long journey to... Uh, got this far Nigel 
certainly in terms of mileage. Yeah, oh, of course, this is our first home game as well, isn't it? In the, in the yeah, second round, four away games before this, going down to Torquay and Winchester and... Um, Stenning was uh, where it all started, yeah, wasn't it? down in Sussex. Stenning of the uh, Sussex County League. Gavin Hoyt has a throw for Maidstone right in front of that dugout on the far side. There's a, a TV gantry over there today. The BBC filming this game for uh, their highlights programme. As well as the uh, usual coverage you'll get from Stones TV. As Barrow try and break forward. Well read that one by George Fowler. Fowler just rolls it back to Kovalan. And uh, I don't really had 11 minutes so far. As I say, it's been fairly even. You can see that Barrow have got to bit more about them than haven't the Waterlooville had on Tuesday night but that isn't saying a great deal as uh, haven't were exceptionally poor Barrow with a throw in on the uh, far side midway inside their own territory it's going to be taken by the captain Niall Canavan there's a foul on Paul Appiah by the number 20 Emil Aqua so Maidstone are going to have a free kick just inside their own half on the right-hand side of midfield. Looks like it's going to be taken by Fowler. Appiah just getting back to his feet. Slightly, a uh, bit of a grimace on his face as he jumped up there. Fowler will knock this one out towards the left-hand side of midfield for Kipriano. Kipriano's header is whacked downfield by Spence. Appiah was tussling there with Aqua. And now Barrow will come away with it and attack down the left-hand side. Back into midfield with Campbell. Campbell will play it forward to the number 11, Elliot Newby. And Newby is fouled by Sam Corn. And so Barrow will have a free kick roughly level with the edge of the centre circle to the left-hand side of midfield as they attack the Elvis end in this first half. Campbell is the player standing over the ball signalling that he's ready to take just a brief delay here while we wait to see Campbell comes up, we've said he plays it square and uh, the ball is crossed towards the other side of the area headed straight up into the air by Sol I think it was, Mason have got to try and clear this there's going to be a shot here, it's charged down it's uh, pinging around in the penalty area Sam Corn eventually gets ahead to it it's half a shout for a handball there. I think it would have been harsh. Ball goes back into the area, and that's easy for Lucas Kovalan to deal with. And uh, it's going to be a bit of a delay here because Bibish Gurung looks like he's uh, he's hurt himself somehow. I don't know whether he took a ball in the face there. Yeah, I think he was the one that stopped that initial shot, wasn't he? He's got back to his feet. He's going to carry on. I wonder if he might have been winded. But uh, he seems to be okay. So Kovalan just urging his players to go forward. A couple of, uh, well, Appiah and Fowler had sort of set up for him to play it out to them from the back. But he's waved them forward. He didn't like what he saw. So he's decided to uh, punt this one downfield instead. Looking for Solomon Jow Smith. The ball just eludes him and it goes straight through to Paul Farman in the Barrow goal. We're saying we've been to this stage of the competition four times since reforming. Maidstone have never actually won 
second round tie since they reformed in 1992. First occasion was Wrexham. That was back in 2014. 3-1 the score there to the Welsh side. And uh, they've also played Milton Keynes. And uh, Oldham Athletic was the only home game, wasn't it? It was about yeah, that's five right. years ago, I think. Yeah, that's the year of the Blair Turgut, wasn't it? Yeah. He scored that goal in the fourth qualifier and then against Leighton Orient. Yeah, it was a very memorable goal from Blair Turgut that afternoon. And uh, then it was the most recent trip in the second round was up to Blackpool four years ago. when we actually led 1-0 at half-time thanks to a wonder goal from Saidu Khan. Here's uh, Seoul for Maidstone. The last time we actually won a second round tie it was way back in 1988 and that was after three replays against Kidderminster Harriers believe it or not we won't get three replays this year we might get one if the score stays like it is it's nil-nil at the moment Kipriano slightly off balance but gets it clear as far as the halfway line ball is bouncing around in the air and uh, Appiah tries to clear it, but it'll be uh, Stevenson who brings it forward for Barrow. He's got one man outside him if he can find him. He lays it back to Chester instead. The feeling we've played against Chester before, somewhere down the line. Your memory may be better than mine. Uh, I'm score. not sure about that one. It's a familiar sounding name. Here comes uh, Sol for Maidson. He's got one just so I just couldn't quite get the ball through. It was well intercepted by uh, Canavan, but the throw in has found Wanja Smith. And now Wanja Smith has been fouled by Canavan in an interesting position. Say so it's about a yard from a touchline on the right-hand side. And it's probably about 15 yards from the byline. So it's a <coughs> prime crossing opportunity for... It's like it's going to be Sam Korn who takes it. Yeah, another thing of the uh, FA Cup, of course, is the old chalk spray back. Referee yep. just marks out the territory there. Just the little differences that you get when you're playing this competition or higher levels, as you say. Two men in a wall here. Pretty sure he's not going to shoot from this situation, but I guess they're there to try and block the cross. So corner's got to try and avoid those uh, two in the wall. Ball comes in. One just Smith gets a flick. Oh. Header, and very nearly went in. Clawed out by Paul Farman at the uh, base of the post. First effort on target for either side. Salt one, Jow Smith came very close to giving Maidstone the lead there. Good save in the end by Farman. Was a good save. Ball goes back to Kovaland. So it was one of those where just for a moment I thought it had gone over the line but there was no appeal was there from uh, yeah, I, I thought that actually players. I did think it looked a little bit beyond the line but obviously no VAR we're not that high yet to and, uh, to get that So, and I think you could tell from the reaction of the fans yeah. that were watching by the corner flag they would have been going absolutely ballistic if uh, it had been over the line we're going to play for a Maidstone throw on the near side thrown short to Amanchi Amanchi Brings it under control, gets past one man, gets into the oh. area, just tackled in the end and it'll go out for a goal kick. But uh, there's a Manchi showing he's a handful for defenders at this level. Yeah, unlike the having defenders on uh, Tuesday night, the tackle came in there. But if that tackle hadn't come in, I think he would have been there on goal there. 
this uh, just for a second I thought the keeper was trying to take the goal kick from a irregular place but uh, he was just retrieving the ball so he's gone back inside the six yard area Farman with that uh, terrific save just a couple of minutes ago it's the uh, closest either side of course I said that was the first effort on target it was the first Maidstone effort on target uh, Barrow did have a good chance a few moments ago uh, Kovalev made a very good save as uh, Sam Bone now comes surging forward He's uh, probably made a good 40 yards there. Didn't see any options that he liked ahead of him, so he's played it back to Sam Korn. And it'll be headed inside by... Well, it's going to go back to Farman. Farman's under a bit of pressure here. Bit of a back pass on it. Levi Amanchi was uh, breathing down his neck. Here comes Appiah now. Good run by him into uh, Barrow territory, but he couldn't quite find the pass. Oh. And uh, Gurung, rather unluckily perhaps, has been penalised there for... Uh, a foul on Spence. I didn't see a massive amount in that. No, I think he just chested the ball down and Bivers tried to come round him to clip the loose ball and uh, was penalised there. But referee had his, uh, was looking at it, but from behind. So I guess he saw the foul there. But yeah, referee right on the spot. I do have to say. So uh, there's a free kick to Barrow, which is going to be taken by Paul Farman. The Sheerness arm warmers on. Punts that one forward to the edge of the area where it's headed up in the air by the number 20. Oh, oh, it could be a goal here for Barrow. It's uh, Paul Farman. Punted it forward. It's bounced up in the air. Fowler and Kovalan have not been on the same wavelength. And it's just sort of dropped almost apologetically there. And it's uh, Barrow who lead 1-0 here thanks to... Uh, Bit of a shocking error at the back there, you have to say. Yeah, George Fowler and Lucas Coughlin in discussion there after that goal. I think it looked like it was just going to be a, a, a comfortable ball for Lucas to come out and collect, but George Fowler got in the way and just all he did was direct it into the path of Whitfield, who had an empty net to put it into. Yeah, so uh, Ben Whitfield, the scorer, after he had that early chance. And uh, moments after Maidstone probably have, well, they should have gone 1-0 up. They certainly had a good chance to go 1-0 up. Barrow had taken the lead in uh, fairly I'd say if you were anything other than a Maidstone fan you'd probably describe that as quite comical but it doesn't seem particularly funny at the moment so uh, 21 minutes gone Maidstone are a goal down here to Barrow and, uh, Sam Korn is trying to surge through he did really well there Sam Korn to first of all get past the defender and then win the ball back but uh, the attack is still alive here Amanchi is playing it out wide to Sol. Sol is in a position to cross. Lays it back for Bone. Bone crosses it towards the uh, near post. But Farman comes out and claims that one fairly comfortably. And I think everybody in the ground is still trying to digest what's just happened with that goal, Nigel. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing because it came not long after that chance of Sol and Joe Smith there, which, as you say, was the best chance of the game. And... Uh, it's just kind of like all the Maystone fans are flat and you can hear the Barrow fans now singing and it's going to be interesting to see the reaction from uh, Maystone now. Say so it's the sort of goal um, Maystone have, haven't really conceded like that this season as far no. as I could tell. And um, it would have to happen on a day like this, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. It's exactly the sort of opposition against whom a mistake like that is going to get punished. 
to bone Fowler in fact will knock that one forward Wanja Smith almost heads Handball. it down handballs it but uh, referee decides to wave play on because Barrow have got an advantage and now Bone has fouled the Barrow number eight Kean Spence and so Barrow will have a free kick just inside their own half it's important for Maidson they stay in this only 1-0 down very early on plenty of time left they can't afford to uh, go too gung-ho chasing an equaliser and leave themselves exposed at the back at this stage of the game midway through the first half they trail by a goal to nil Whitfield the scorer Barrow now attacking on the left hand side but the flag goes up for offside and it'll be Lucas Kovalan to take the free kick from Maidstone I, I suppose there have been the odd sort of moments like that this season haven't they but we've always kind of got away with them up yeah that's there. it and they've all told, you know, they've come when we've already been a couple of goals up. I mean, you could sort of say that about the haven't goal on Tuesday evening, wasn't it? Against the run of play, and it, you know, he found himself at the at the back post, and but by that time he was already two goals up, so it didn't really I mean, have an impact on the momentum of the game. But there was an error for that goal, but it was in a different area of the pitch, wasn't yeah. it? So it didn't look quite as quite as bad, I suppose. So Corn just working it back to Hoyt to Bivesh Gurung tries to play it forward into the path of Seoul but it's cleared by Canavan and it bounces and it's George Alakobi on the bench who picks the ball up, throws it to Gavin Hoyt so he can take the throw in. Gavin Hoyt was on Radio Kent last night talking about how he used to uh, car share with George Alakobi as they travelled down to Maidstone saying how much he learned from him while they were uh, on those car journeys. Hoyt heads that one forward looking for Seoul but it's headed out of play by Barrow. I mean, that is the sort of thing that you could expect. When you are playing higher-class opposition, um, you would expect an error like that to get punished. And, uh, punished oh, yeah. It was. Oh, God, yeah. Like we said before coming on air, it's, it's, uh, we've got to be our absolute best and they've got to you know, have a dip and make a mistake. But fortunately, it's, it's gone the other way and we've made the mistake. So, as I say, it's going to be interesting to see how we respond because if we can get a goal back before half-time... Well, it's Barrow on the attack now, down the right-hand side. Spence crosses it into the area. Could be a chance for 2-0 here, and this time it bounces, fortunately, for Maidstone. And it's Kovalan who picks it up. I think that was a very decent chance for Barrow there. Happier. That's one thing they've got to be wary of, though, because these top sides don't need many chances, you know. No, so Maidstone were unlucky with the goal. They were certainly a bit lucky there. So Thomas White for Barrow plays it back to the number five, George Ray. Ray plays it forward to Chester. Back to Stevenson, to Chester. Back to Ray. Barrow happy to just knock it around now at the back. Alakobi urging his men to press them a little higher than they currently are. And Chester now playing that one square to Ray. It's a raking ball down the left-hand side. It's fairly easily intercepted by Sol, but it's not the greatest of clearances. And now Barrow can attack on the left because it's going to be a cross into the area. It was a good run by Whitfield, I think it was. But uh, the final ball was perhaps a bit lacking. 
It's quite alarming the way that he cut into the area like that and then the final ball rather let it down, didn't it? Yeah. They've just got to be careful here. I mean, we said we'd just see how we respond, but we don't want to go another goal down because then you really will be up against it. Yeah. There's uh, Appiah for Maidstone. Plays it back to Kovalan. Appiah on loan from Leicester. Made his debut at St Albans on last Saturday. And then played, made his full debut. Came on as a sub at St Albans. Made his full debut on a Tuesday night against Avon and Waterlooville. And it showed quite a lot of promise running forward, actually. It's a barrow attack now. The number eight, Spence, tries to cut that into the area. There's a, a shout for handball from people in Barrow who need a serious lesson in biology. And the ball will be cleared by Lucas Kovalan. Ball bounces. Hoyt will hook it back into the midfield area for Sam Korn. But Korn can't find an amber shirt with that header and Barrow have it back. And it's fake Barrow of um, just seem to be taking control at the moment yeah they are, yeah just knocking the ball about now not really under any pressure from Maidstone just Maidstone trying for that press but not getting close enough to the Barrow players at the moment just letting them pass it around at will yeah Maidstone just need to uh, ride this out hope that something runs their way just a bit of luck will break for them like a bit of luck went against them for the goal well you say luck I mean it's you know if it's a mistake, you're kind of making your own luck, aren't you? But uh, just need to hang in there. Still only 1-0, 28 minutes gone. Barrow lead here. So, really expected they are currently third in League Two. I believe they've won their last five matches. Six matches. Six matches, yeah. Six on the bounce. They're in form. So, two teams have got a bit of history founder members of the Alliance Premier League when that was set up back in uh, 1979 played in the National League for about three or four seasons in the same division but, uh, the flag goes up for offside against the uh, Barrow attacker yeah just you know we, we played each other a few times when the this the Alliance Premier League was formed uh, Barrow had been in the Football League for a long spell and they dropped out about 50 years ago. They were kind of floating around the Northern Premier League and the Alliance for a while. They'd been through it, really. And uh, they won promotion during the season that was abandoned. That was the first of the uh, COVID-affected seasons. It's, uh, it's just a bit of a break in the play here. Well thought there was going to be a free kick and Manchi seemed to have been fouled it's going to be a drop ball actually I think he's just because he went down holding his head there his referee yeah. just protocols you say that but the, the last time obviously of course that Barrow were here Maystone did beat them 1-0 and that was Jay Saunders last points as Maystone manager was it uh, Shamir Mullings that scored Shamir Mullings scored that header yeah yeah in the right net this time as well. Yes. <laughs> so there's a big pump forward by Barrow, but Gavin Hoyt is underneath it. Hoyt will knock that into the channel for Wanjar Smith to chase. It's uh, fairly easily dealt with by Canavan. And now Gurung is in central midfield for Maidstone, plays it wide to Kipriano, who plays it back to Bivesh Gurung. And Gurung 
sells Appiah short there. And uh, Appiah has just about recovered it. He's knocked it back to Kovalan, has he? It's a bit of an under-hit pass, that one. Kovalan does clear it. Gurung will head that one forward for uh, Sam Korn. Kipriano will knock that one forward for a man to chase. And it's put out of play by the Barrow number 17, James Chester. Manchi now towards the byline plays it back for Kipriano cross towards the far side of the area might fall for Sam Bone to shoot Sam Bone does shoot low shot it's bounced back for Bone Bone shoots again it's blocked by his own player this time two efforts from Sam Bone I think they were both on target at uh, both of them I think the first one hit a defender the second one I believe hit Sam Korn Wanjiao Smith in the area tries to get it forward to Korn Korn will cross it back towards the penalty spot Still not being cleared by Barrow. Good bit of play this by Mason Bone. Tries to, uh, well, tries to volley it. And as you can possibly tell by the uh, groans from the crowd, a free kick has been given against Maidstone. I think, in fairness, Sam Corn was probably about a yard or two offside there. So I think the uh, a free kick would have been given anyway, just for different reasons, perhaps. And as it is, Barrow are going to have a free kick just on the edge of their own area. But that was a good sustained spell of pressure from Mason. Yeah, it was a good sustained spell of pressure. So that's what they need to do more of in this game now to get back into it. Two good shots on target there from Sam Bone, but both blocked. And uh, Farmer just taking his time over the free kick. Plays that one right-footed down in the direction of Emil Aqua. And uh, Aqua is uh, tackled by Hoyt there. Um, uh. Hoyt's going to get booked for this. I did wonder if he got a bit of the ball there, but I have to say it is, he's way over on the other side of the field and the referee's right on top of that one and uh, he's decided it's a free kick. So it's going to be a fairly dangerous crossing situation for Barrow. Hoyt's being spoken to. He's not been booked there by the referee. I thought if he'd given a foul for that, I was quite expecting a yellow card. Yeah, but, I uh, did as well. Well, he went, went straight to his pocket as the anyway. as foul was committed. I thought he was going to pull a card out, but he didn't. We've uh, got a free kick for Barrow, about a yard inside the touchline on the left-hand side, level with the edge of the area. Referee just checking everybody is ready. Ball floated in towards the far post, and that is overhit. Kipriano gets there first, and now Mason can perhaps break down the left-hand side with Bivesh Gurum. He's got Kipriano to one side of him. If he can find him, he's uh, not played the ideal ball there as Gurum. Options there, left and right, but he's rather under-hit that pass. I think he knows it as well. It's a good break by Gurum. Mason are just being yeah, told to... trying to play the ball through the Barrow player rather than around it, yep. isn't he? And it's just got caught under his legs but we have got a throw yeah throw and taken by Kipriano looking for Wanjiao Smith Wanjiao Smith towards the byline lays it back to Kipriano Kipriano will cross that one into the uh, penalty area it'll fall for Sam Bone Bone is being urged to shoot he's uh, resisting the urge plays it wide to Kipriano Kipriano being forced backwards tries to play Wanjiao Smith oh. and now Sam Paul could be in for Maidstone yes! 
It's 1-1 and it's Sam Korn with a superb equaliser for Maidstone. Thought for a second the referee was going to blow for a foul there. I thought Sol Wanjia Smith might have been infringed. Uh, so he laid it off for Sam Korn who took it wide and uh, just took a touch and curled it round the keeper. And it's Maidstone 1, Barrow 1. Yeah, composure there from Sam Korn. Found yourself one-on-one off that little flick round the corner from Wanjo Smith. And uh, just basically picked his spot and went to the, the right side of Farnham. And we find ourselves back on level terms. What a better, just about ten minutes to go before half-time. Game on. What a very good goal that was as well. So let's not undersell it. That was a really well-worked equaliser by Maidstone. And it was very well taken by Sam Korn. He's been the uh, standing captain. He's one of those players that, you know, when managers talk about having leaders on the pitch, they're not necessarily talking about their captains, but I think Sam Korn, who uh, is not captain today, because Gavin Hoyt is, he is that sort of player that you have in mind, as somebody that you can look at for uh, leadership. And he's led by example there. The very good goal for uh, Maidstone. And now he's a Manchi, feeding it forward to Korn. Maidstone on the attack now, into Levi Manchi, and it's just a slightly heavy touch. A Manchi gets it back, plays it to Bone. Bone will shoot, it's deflected, falls back for Bone again. Bone shoots again, it's deflected wide for a corner. Absolutely frantic stuff here at Watman Way as Maidstone having equalised are now looking to go ahead. Yeah, that goal just, just uh, lit the touch paper here, the Maidstone fans. And now it's Barrow on the back foot, last ditch defending there. It's gone out for a corner, which Sam Corns over, so... So Sam Corn on the right-hand side as Maidstone attack the town end in this first half. He's got a host of amber shirts in the area. Wanjar Smith is making a nuisance of himself on the post. Gavin Hoyt, I think he wanted the ball earlier. Gavin Hoyt's complaining about the attention of the number six. Corn with the cross towards the centre of the area. It's headed down, it's just gone wide. It was Appier, I believe, that got the header there. Got above his man, he just couldn't quite. No, he just couldn't get no power, uh, pace on it, or direction on it, did he? He just sort of hit his head and he tried to knock his head round it, he just bounced out. But as I say, Barrow from, you know, that one goal has got the crowd on side and it's now Barrow that are just looking for a bit of composure. Yep, this uh, ground is rocking now since that equaliser from Sam Bone. Elvis N is in fine voice. So Farman whacks that ball downfield. Kipriano with the header. Amanchi growing in confidence. So the ball will break for Barrow down the right-hand side. Fowler in with the interception. Fowler will put that on a play for a Barrow throw. Roughly level with the edge of the Maidstone D on the right-hand side as Barrow attack. <laughs> Barrow cutting inside with Whitfield, plays it out wide to Spence, and Spence is tackled by Kipriano. Kipriano gives away a throw-in. This will be taken by, uh, like it's Stevenson. There's a quick one-two. Stevenson now looking to cross. He's being forced backwards by Kipriano. Kipriano has won the ball back. Now Kipriano trying to uh, keep it in, He's just about done so. Amanchi holding it up for Kipriano to knock that one forward. He was looking for Wanjiao Smith, but it was intercepted by a Barrow player. 
And now Maidstone, well, punt it forward, but uh, it's always going to be intercepted by the Barrow keeper Farman there. Ball bounces up in the air on the edge of the Maidstone area, temporarily cleared by Sam Korn. Barrow regained possession with the number 13, Tom White, plays it out wide to Whitfield. In fact, excuse me, it was Stevenson who was the uh, player who took that pass. Now Barrow attack on the left-hand side. Canavan knocking it towards Whitfield on the edge area. Good touch by him, but he's offside. Flag goes up and a cheer goes up when they see the flag. 38 and a half minutes gone here. Maidstone United won, Barrow won. Barrow scoring after uh, 20 minutes, after a bit of a mix-up at the back. It's uh, Maidstone equalising with a very well-worked goal from Sam Korn just a couple of moments ago. The ball is whacked downfield, looking for Amanchi. He's going to fall for Fowler. Fowler will knock that one over the top, and Korn is onside here. Korn is into the area. He's going to try and pull it back for Sol Wanjiao Smith, but he can't quite get the ball to him. And uh, Barrow can clear that. Just look for a second like it was going to open up for Maidstone. So they've shown that they can cause Barrow some problems here. It's encouraging to see the way that Maidstone have fought back in this game as Amanchi is fouled by Tom White. White spoken to by the referee, but uh, I think there was enough in that to warrant a yellow card. And the referee agrees. Amanchi is still down on the uh, turf. Clutching his knee, I think he's going to need treatment here. So, Mesa Physio comes on. It was late, wasn't it? The ball had gone. It was right in front of the referee, but he doesn't look like he's going to um, do anything here. He's just talking to Sam Bone at the moment. Amanchi's been um, treated by the physio. Still, still down uh, is a uh, Levi Manchi. Just got his hands on his head. A few players around him. It's not looking too good here for Maystone actually. With a Manchi still down on the pitch. Yeah, and um, you have to hope it's not too serious because he has actually been down for a while, has a Manchi. Yeah, first of all, I thought he was just sort of like just to. By a bit of time, but he does look in a little bit of pain, yeah? Yeah, Mason have got two physios on the pitch now. Yeah, Paul so Smith's just coming on. Uh, which is not a good sign. Uh, we're sort of hoping he's just had the, um, the stuffing knocked out of him temporarily. See the uh, crowd singing his name behind the, well, in the Elvis end. Yeah, it didn't seem to be a lot in the challenge, did there, really? No, the ball had gone, though, and he, he kind of... Just, just, it's just one of those challenges that you think he's just caught the player, but sometimes the mo most innocuous ones can. Uh, I mean, he's got his boot off now, has he, he as well? Does look like he's in a certain amount of discomfort. I'm sorry to say, it's not here. Looking at. Yeah, um, mind you, I think we thought he was going to go off on Tuesday night, and he stayed on and uh, scored the decisive third goal because it was a, was it a spell in the game when. I think they're calling for stretcher. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not good news. That is not good news. The uh, stretch is being called for. 
And uh, that is absolutely the last thing that you wanted to see from a Mason point of view. And uh, you've got to feel for Levi here as well. He, uh, he looks absolutely distraught. He's been consoled by Harry Cipriano and Liam Soule. Looks like Coleman de Graff is going to be the replacement. You have to say, uh, this is dreadful news for Levi. Got his head in his hands. As uh, well he might. He's had such a sensational start to the season. He was causing Barrow all sorts of problems in this opening 42 minutes here. And uh, it looks very much like he's going to have to go off. Tom White is the uh, Barrow player who is a judge to have fouled him. He's uh, just going over to offer his commiserations. To say, it wasn't a malicious foul, was it? No. It was just one of those ones that was late, wasn't it, really? And it, it, it hasn't been that kind of game, has no. it, either? It's been... Um, you know, they, they've contested this really well, both sides. There's not been any of that kind of, um, you know, niggle about it. Any, uh, well, this is a very sad sight. We're seeing the stretcher come out. Levi is down. He's uh, distraught, head in his hands. Clearly can't continue because... Um, there's absolutely no way you'd be bringing him off in a game like this unless you absolutely had to. And uh, Levi is going to have to be rolled onto a stretcher here. Just a, such a shame for the young man. He was doing so well. In such a rich vein of form. He was. So Even in this game, although he hasn't scored, he's been heavily involved in all the all that's been good in the Maystone play. Just little flicks around the corner and holding players off, creating spaces for others. I know we're just waiting while the stretcher is assembled here. So Mason are going to have to have a rethink here. It's going to be Coleman de Graff who's going to come on. So it's a chance for him yep. to show what he can do. He showed glimpses of it, hasn't he, in, in games that he's come off the bench at, but... I just yeah. wonder if he's a big game player, Coleman de Graff, if he's the sort of person that can... He might be the sort of player that wants to take his chance. He's got a, you know, got a shot here unexpectedly. Just wonder if he'll take it. So we're still, sad to say, waiting to see, or waiting to see Amanchi stretch it off here because there are six stewards around him. Two physics, three physios, in fact. And... Uh, it's also a horrible sort of day to get injured as well from a sort of temperature point of view. It is so cold here. Temperature is about freezing at the moment. It's only going to make it worse. Uh, he loses body heat with every second that he's staying down there. Uh, yeah, all the players just trying to keep their limbs stretched and jogging on the spot, doing stretches. Yeah, so uh, as we suspected... It is going to be Razak Coleman de Graff who comes on. Signed in the summer from Lewis. Very promising looking player. It's probably fair to say he's not had perhaps the impact he would have hoped for in the first few months of his Maidstone career, but he has shown glimpses, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. I mean, he's got that goal against Worthing, didn't he? Again, he hasn't restarted really many games, but he's come off the bench and has kind of looked like that impact player. Well, he's going to get a full half to uh, make an impact this afternoon. There are about four minutes of this half left when Amanchi went down. 
And we're now one minute over the added time here, so I'd imagine we're going to have about four or five minutes of additional play here. And when we do get back underway, Maidstone are going to have a free kick, which is going to be taken by Sam Korn. Level with the edge of the centre circle. Inside Barrow territory, Korn waxes this one right-footed towards the edge of the area. The target was George Fowler. It's been cleared by the Barrow of number 20, Emil Aqua, only as far as Gurung. Back towards the edge of the area, hacked clear by Barrow. Appiah is under it. Appiah will head that one straight up in the air. And uh, the ball bounces for Bivesh Gurung. Plays it into the path of Liam Sol. Sol gets past one player, but uh, tried to find Coleman Agraf and couldn't. And so Barrow can come away with it. But that's been well intercepted by Sol, who plays it back to Appiah. Appiah forward to Kipriano, very nearly sold him short. And in the end, Kipriano has been fouled there by... So Lucas Stevenson was the player that sort of clipped him. And uh, it's a bit of a suggestion that certainly I think one or two Maidstone fans in Maidstone thought that Stevenson should have been yellow carded. Um, he didn't really need to do the foul from what I could see because the ball had gone. But it's sold for Maidstone. Sol goes down on the right-hand side, but there's not really any appeal for anything there. And the ball will go out of play for a Barrow throw. So we are two minutes into added time here. I would imagine. I haven't seen a board. No, I haven't. I was just thinking that. I haven't seen anything go up yet. So just looking over there. But I'm going to take a wild guess here that I think we're probably going to have about five minutes of time yeah. added at the end of this half because Imanchi was down for about four of them. And uh, so difficult to overstate just how much of a blow that is for Maidstone yeah, to see a match go off. That atmosphere that was building inside the ground it's just everyone's just sort of like uh, flat now and it's just I suppose it's down to the, the senior players in the squad like Gavin Hoyt and uh, George Fowler to sort of pick the boys up and you know they've just seen this before in their careers a sort of talisman player going off but well this is your chance to shine isn't it now yeah. it's right you know you've got to I think Sol Wanjar Smith is the sort of player that's got a big performance in him. Here's Coleman de Graff for Maidstone. On the uh, left-hand side, wins the ball back, gets it to Bivesh Gurung. And Gurung will knock that one forward. He was looking for Sam Korn, didn't find him, but he wins the header back. Sol knocks that one inside. And apart from that, it's been a pretty even half, really. Barrow looks like their uh, confidence was up after they scored. But once Maidstone had equalised, they were uh, equally impressive going forward. And it's just such a shame that Amanchi isn't there to spearhead the attacking. And they did have that one golden chance that was well saved by Farnham just before um, Barrow scored, didn't they? By Sol so Wanjo Smith riding and getting That's that right, good header yeah. on goal. So Yeah, you'd have to say on the terms of chances, it's been fairly even. So Barrow now trying to attack down the right-hand side. Stevenson will come inside. He'll play it back to White. Barrow now breaking down the left with Canavan. Canavan will lay it off. Cross comes in towards the uh, near post. It's headed clear by Appiah. Sam Bone does really well to uh, get that into the path of Sam Korn. And Korn can break down the left-hand side there. Don't think he fancied himself a pace against White, so he's played it back. And now Kovalan will have to clear that. And Kovalan was under a bit of pressure there. And the ball will go out of play for a Barrow throw-in. Stevenson will take it. 
Uh, Stevens gets it back, plays it back to Chester. We've had five added minutes now. So I would think we're going to hear the referee's whistle probably in about a minute, I would guess, as Canavan tries to break down the left-hand side. To Interesting run there by the Barrow number 11, Elliot Newby. Let's bring it inside for White, back to Newby. All goes forward to, well, Aqua nearly intercepted it, but uh, Gurung has done well there to read that. The ball's been played against the referee, so that'll be a drop ball under the, uh, the new rules. Uncontested drop balls now, so the side in possession gets the ball back. And... The ball is played back to Lucas Kovalan. Kovalan whacks that one down the left-hand side looking for Kiprianu. Ball goes out of play for a header off Stevenson, I believe it was. And uh, ball is just retrieved from the near side here so Kiprianu can take the throw in. We play on. We're in the seventh added minute here at the end of the first half. Wanjar Smith trying to take possession on the edge of the area, but it's well cleared by the number four, Dean Campbell. Maidstone are penalised. Appiah is a judge to a foul to Aqua. And White will take the... Well, in fact, White was going to take the free kick, but uh, Farman has decided to step in. It's so quiet in there, isn't it? Just it does feel like the air has gone out on the yeah, ground a bit since Levi's injury. And uh, we're obviously hoping it's not as serious as it looks. But uh, whenever you see a player stretch it off, it's not good. And he was clearly in a fair amount of distress as he was uh, taken off the field. Uh, so the ball could bounce there almost at half a chance for Barrow. But I think Kovland was just about in control of it. Punted it straight forward looking for a Coleman de Graff. But uh, Barrow will clear it as far as Gavin Hoyt. Hoyt might just fancy a ball over the top to uh, Sol. Coleman de Graff is the target instead. Ball bounces out of play. We play on here. We're now in the eighth added minute at the end of this first half. And uh, there were a couple of other stoppages as well, weren't there? So that's presumably yeah. why we uh, go on here. Hoyt looking to throw this one down the line towards Sol. Sol will bring it inside for Wanjar Smith. Wanjar Smith goes down, gets back up again, plays it to Gurung. Gurung lays it off to Kipriano. Kipriano Plays it back to Sam Bone. Bone looking for an option. Plays it back to Kipriano. Could be a chance for a cross here from Kipriano. Cuts inside his man. Tries to lay it into the path of Wanjiao Smith, but it's well intercepted by the Barrow number five, George Ray. And the danger passes temporarily, at least, for the visitors. Appiah now with the chance to break down the left-hand side. Plays it to Sam Corn. Back to Bone. Bone forward as far inward, looking for Appiah. Barrow win the header, however, and now Barrow can attack at the very end of this first half. It's uh, Campbell surging forward. He's got Spence on the right of the area, and Spence will cross it to the far post, and Appiah will eventually clear it. Awkward bounce, that one, and uh, a fortunate one from a Maester point of view because it allowed Appiah the chance to whack it downfield. So that is the half-time whistle. So, right... Half-time score here is Maidstone United 1, Barrow 1. Barrow taking a 20th-minute lead through Whitfield after a bit of a miscommunication at the back between George Fowler and Lucas Kovalan. It's uh, Maidstone roaring back into it with an equaliser from Sam Korn after a uh, 
very clever one-two with Sol Wanjar Smith on the edge of the area, cut inside and buried his chance to make it one all. So, uh, Nigel, just give us your thoughts at the end of that first period. Yeah, you know, it's been a good performance for Maystone. I mean, they've we said it on commentary you know there was a lot between the sides you know both teams had a spell of pressure Wanjo Smith had that great chance from that Sam Corn corner just before Barrow scored but the goal came from a mistake from George Fowler you know so but it was a well worked goal to get us back into it um, and deservedly so Mays don't find themselves uh, level here but it just seems a bit of a flat atmosphere with that um, Levi Manchie going off with five minutes to go there before the end of the half it's just you know no side was really trying they're just sort of like passing the ball about amongst themselves and the, the crowd is sort of like very flat at the moment but you know down to George and the management team now to pick the players up and uh, hopefully they'll get some maybe get some positive news on uh, Levi and uh, they can go out and sort of yeah. Win it for him kind of thing. Let's just hope it's not as serious as it looked. OK, well, what I think we'll do is we're, we're going to take a break and uh, we will be back for the second half. So uh, we'll see you in a few minutes' time. OK, welcome back to James Watman Way, the home of Maidstone United, where the score at half-time in the FA Cup tie is Maidstone United 1, Barrow 1. This is the uh, second round proper of the FA Cup here. It's, uh, Barrow taking a 20th-minute lead through Whitfield. Maidstone equalising through Sam Corn about five minutes before half-time. But just been talking to uh, various people around the gantry during the half-time interval and... Uh, everything has gone a little bit flat in the ground because of that injury to Levi Amanchi roughly well it's only a couple of minutes after the Mason equaliser so Mason on a high from that uh, goal and then we're attacking pretty relentlessly and Mancho was causing all sorts of problems for the Barrow defence and he went down and uh, became apparent fairly early on that it was a pretty serious injury he was uh, stretched off and his place has been taken by Razak, Coleman, de Graff. I'm afraid we don't have any information for you as to the uh, seriousness of that injury still being attended to by the medical staff here at the stadium. So we are probably about a couple of minutes away from starting in the second half. Nigel, what do you think George will be telling his players down there? Just keep doing what he's been doing, really. I mean, we've, we've been quite productive. We've looked quite good going forward barring that mistake from uh, Fowler um, we've looked quite comfortable but you know again it's just like you, you would hope that Lightning don't start, don't strike twice and just don't give anything, any silly fouls away or you know anything in and around the box just don't give Barrow the chance to sort of load the box and put players in there because uh, we said it on commentary just after their goal you know at this at the level that Barrow play at, you know, you only have to give them one opportunity, and and they look look dangerous coming forward. One mistake, and they they find the opening. And it's just about that quick ball, and it's just about keeping your shape, keeping your composure, just trying to just trying to get um, free kicks in and around the area. Um, 
yeah, and, and try and get the crowd up as well. I mean, because the crowd went a little bit flat, didn't they? So they will be um, attacking that uh, Genko end this half. So the massive Maidstone fans behind that goal. If yeah. they can get, you know, get an early couple of shots on goal, get them back into the game, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, we're uh, looking at the Maidstone players doing their final warm-up. The uh, players of both sides have emerged for this second period. And uh, I use the term warm-up advisedly because it is perishingly cold here at uh, Watman Way. Temperature is about zero degrees now. And uh, One thing it's we, we, have colder, we, haven't, isn't it? we haven't mentioned yet that it might be worth mentioning at this stage is that um, Pete Wilde, the Barrow manager, is on a, on a game ban for this game. Um, so he's not here. So, you know, it's, it's, it's whether how he gets his messages across, you know, to try and get something out of this game because I'm sure as it stands no no uh, sort of either team wants a replay really this close to Christmas and with the, the fixtures that are coming up over the Christmas period well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test you on that one right um, I'm going to I'm going to run a scenario past you in just a second as we're waiting for Sam Corn to uh, kick off we're just about to get underway here for this second half I'm going to say right Nigel even on 89 minutes we're 2-1 down yeah, oh, you yeah. turn down an equaliser that's what I said as it stands at the moment, you yeah, know what I mean. So I know, I know what you mean. If, yeah, going, if one team then does go ahead, then the other team's got to come out and, you know, really go for something. But we've seen uh, cup runs hinge on late equalisers when you're not expecting them. I remember um, playing Enfield in the FA Cup here a few years back when That's right, yeah. Joe Piggott scored almost the last kick, was. and then we went on to win the replay and then beat Cheltenham away which is possibly the most memorable FA Cup performance we've had uh, since reforming Stevenage would be the other outstanding candidate most an attack towards the byline it's gone out of play there on the uh, far side and that will be a goal kick for Barrow we'll just have a quick uh, look around a few FA Cup games going on today obviously um, Maidstone not the only team in action so, uh, the earlier kick-off, which was on TV, Alfreton and Walsall, it has been postponed. So, obviously not good for the TV cameras there, but uh, just going around the other games that are being played. It's just tough a chance here for Barrow, but it's going to be cleared by Hoyt. So, uh, please carry on. Yeah, sorry, Nigel. Yeah, I so just, just, just quickly go for just a few highlights. But Bolton are up 3-1 against Harrogate Town. Cambridge are 3-0 up against Fleetwood. Just down the road here from the Gallagher Jules are currently beating Charlton 2-0. Newport are beating Barrow 1-0. Oxford are beating Grimsby 1-0. Peterborough beating Doncaster 1-0. Stevenage Port Vale 0-0. Sutton United and Horsham are 0-0 after Horsham's reprieve, of course, with Barnsley being excluded and Morecambe are beating Woke Wickham 1-0 it's interesting Sutton playing Horsham because it's not that long ago that uh, we were all in the same division that's right Horsham, yeah. Sutton and ourselves yep. and uh, Horsham now on a new ground to, I'm not actually sure what league they're in is it the South um, yeah Ryman Isthmian well, South? Ryman Prem Isthmian yeah. Prem I think they're in so they're at the same level but, uh, Sutton have obviously had a remarkable run in the last few years as Fowler just under a little bit of pressure there has to hook that out of play for a Barrow throw-in and uh, in fact there's an offside flag up against the uh, Barrow attacker I think 
it was Emilacqua who was the uh, player penalised. And so Maidstone are going to have a free kick just inside their own half. It's going to be knocked forward by Coverland for Coleman de Graff to chase. And uh, he's getting in the corner. Has he won that? He's uh, forced the defender into a slightly hurried clearance. So Sam Bone will pick it up for Maidstone. Appiah on the far side. Nice turn from him. But the uh, ball goes out of play. So Appiah, I thought, played a bit like Ben White on um, Tuesday night. Mentioned it a couple of times. He's uh, a defender, but he can almost play like a winger at times. He's capable of surging forward when he feels like it. As uh, Barrow whacked that one downfield. Bit of a tussle between Aqua and Fowler. And Barrow will come away with possession. And will be chipped forward. Appiah will read the header. Bone will knock that one forward for uh, Solwan Jow Smith to chase. But it's uh, headed back well, into the path of Sam Bone. Bone now gives it away, unfortunately. Tried to lay it off to Gurung, but it was well read by the Barrow number four, Dean Campbell. But uh, Barrow can't do anything with that. And uh, it's just chipped forward to Lucas Kovalan. Now, I think Sam Bone, again, just having a little way with the referee there. He kind of seemed to get in his way for that pass, and Sam Corn couldn't see it coming. I think it's possible... Um, He's, yeah, he's, he's just um, having a little conversation with him there. The referee's obviously wearing black shorts and black socks. And I do wonder if that's what Bone is, is pointing out to him, that uh, he maybe thought he was his teammate. So it wasn't the greatest of passes, it has to be said, but it might be that he was uh, sort of... He just saw him out of the corner of his eye and thought it was yeah. a player. But, I mean, it's not the referee's fault, is it? I know we, re we blame referees for a great yeah. deal, but... Uh, well, he, he did get in the way that uh, in the late in that first half, didn't he, where he gave a drop ball. So. He did, I suppose. But, I mean, I don't think he's had a bad game at all, actually, the referee so far. He's not been called on to uh, make any particularly controversial decisions. As Cipriano can't keep control of that one. And so Barrow can build down the right-hand side. And uh, we were talking earlier about the possibility of a replay. Of course, if it stays like this, it will go to a replay. Uh, we don't know when that will take place because this stage of the competition this stage of the competition uh, it does get a bit complicated in terms of uh, TV commitments and uh, all sorts of other things and now Steve Taylor is a, a god among men here because he's come up to the press box and bought us a cup of tea which doesn't normally happen but it's uh, unbelievably welcome on a day like this when uh, it really is bitterly cold up here not quite test match special people aren't bringing us cakes yet but uh, <laughs> a cup of tea is a very decent start as uh, Barrow attack down the right hand side cross is uh, deflected is it no it's just a bad cross so I thought that was um, thought that might have gone off Sam Corn, but the uh, Barrow attacker just sort of putting his hand up there to apologise I think it was Elliot Newby on the far side who tried the cross and uh, there's going to be a change here it's uh, Barrow who are going to make a substitution. Sam Foley is going to come on. Just trying to see who it is that's going to go off. And it looks like it's Campbell who is the player who is going to be removed. Oh, is Campbell just going over for instructions? We're uh, just waiting to see the board got. No, Campbell looks like he's going to sit down on that far side. So uh, Foley is on. Is a double change taking place here? 
Stevenson has gone off. And uh, David Worrell has come on. So two substitutions there for Barrow. Five minutes into this second half. Obviously, they weren't too happy with the way that they started this second period. Score still 1-1, though, as uh, Appiah's clearance hits Fowler in the face there. And the ball's going to go out of play for a throw-in to Barrow, almost by the Maystone corner flag. They're not, they're not throwing huge numbers of men forward yet, Barrow, but uh, sort of well set around the edge of the area. Barrow take the throw in, it's thrown short. Cross comes in, Bone should deal with that, but it might bounce for the number 16, Foley. Foley immediately finds his opposite number, 16, Liam Soule, who effectively uh, wasn't his intended target. Colin de Graff is challenging for it. Ball is chipped back towards the mid of, middle of the Maidstone half. Gurung will knock it forward. Wanjia Smith will flick it on, but uh, that at the risk of labouring the point, that's the uh, position we would have seen Levi Amanji yeah. in there, and you're just seeing the difference between the two players. Just going back to that substitution there, of course, we can make five substitutions in the FA Cup first round, but only in three periods, so if Maystone do want to use their full quota of substitutes in this game, they'll have to make two and two. I don't know if that applies really with the if it's with injuries, injury stuff or not, if it's a different scenario, I'm not that. quite sure. But it's uh, interesting. It's, uh, Maidstone try to clear it through Hoyt. Hoyt just uh, unhappy about something there, Gavin Hoyt. Not sure if he was gesticulating towards the referee or whether he was unhappy with his uh, fellow defenders. But Barrow have got a throw in anyway. And Hoyt is tussling with Emil Aqua and the ball will go out of play off Aqua for a Maidstone throw midway inside their own territory. I'm surprised as well but about Barrow. They've got Dom Telford on the bench. Um, I know he's only recently gone there in the in uh, the summer transfer window, but a few seasons ago he was the, the Golden Boot winner in League Two. Went to crawling, didn't quite settle there, but seems to have lost his way a little bit. Yeah, well, um, let's hope he doesn't find it in the, yeah. the rest of this half. So ball goes forward but it's not really it's, it, it just doesn't seem that focal point to amazed an attack they're going to possibly have to have a rethink about uh, how they go about this second half it was fairly obvious that Avanci was going to be the pivot for pretty much everything we tried in that first period he was causing all sorts of problems although he wasn't he hadn't got on the score sheet and uh, Coleman de Graff a very different kind of player now Paul Farman, the Barrow keeper, has just whacked that out of play to uh, ironic cheers from the home supporters. And so Maidstone have got to throw midway inside Barrow territory, which Liam Soul is going to take. Soul throws it forward, looking for one Jow Smith. It'll bounce. Hacker will head it on. Soul will win it back, and uh, Fowler will chip that one up tied towards the edge of the area. Ball still up in the air could fall anywhere eventually Barrows number eight Kean Spence emerges from it and he knocks it downfield looking for Emil Aqua lovely turn there by Harry Kipriano to come away with it plays it back to Gurren so I think all plaudits for Amanchi's goal on Tuesday night the one that went viral and 
was an assist from Cipriano. Really nice bit of skill to flick the ball into Amanchi's path to set that goal up. I've just been given the attendance, 2,903. Uh, 210 of those have come from Barrow. So I thought it was going to be around about the 3,000 mark. Yeah. To Maidstone trying to build on the left-hand side with Cipriano. Cipriano is taken out there by Spence. And uh, I wonder if Spence might get a yellow card for that because it wasn't exactly subtle. So, so yeah, I think it was Spence on that far side that uh, is the player that committed the foul. Referee is talking to him. Cipriano slowly gets his feet and it is a yellow card and uh, it is Kean Spence who goes into the referee's book so Mason will get play back underway with a free kick just in front of the Barrow dugout there the uh, Sam Corn who takes this for Maidstone Corn it is who knocks that one towards Wanjiao Smith in the area might bounce for Coleman de Graff but it's cleared as far as Cipriano, Coleman de Graff can pick this up on the edge of the box, gets it back into Cipriano, but Barrow will win it back and Barrow can come away with it. But, uh, Bone is uh, the player after it, but uh, it goes back towards the uh, Barrow goal scorer, Ben Whitfield, who gives it away. And uh, Bivesh Guru will come forward for Maidstone, will play it square to Gavin Hoyt. And Hoyt, uh, oh, he's almost given that away, they got away with that, Maidstone. Sam Korn. Sold a bit short by that pass and uh, I think the Barrow sub Foley actually lost his footing there and now Maidstone can attack down the right-hand side. Sol will pick the ball up on the edge of the area. He's got Coleman the Graf inside him if he can find him and the ball goes out of play for a Barrow throw in. And uh, I can assume it must have deflected off Sol as it uh, went yeah. off there. <laughs> Referee put his flag, uh, ref up, flag up quite quickly there, so... Just as an aside here, not that it's relevant, there's a, a member of the Barrow coaching staff on the far side of the field. He is an absolute dead ringer for Eric Ten Hag of Manchester United as uh, Barrow attack now. Could be a chance here. And, uh, oh, dear me. Sat up for Foley. Kovalan was about uh, 10 yards off his line. If he'd hit that well, that uh, may well have been 2-1 to Barrow, yeah. as it is. He's rather shanked it and it's gone wide, but Mester just got a bit of a break there. As uh, Sam Corn well, is uh, penalised. Sam Corn ended up on the deck there, but he's the player that is uh, ruled to have committed a foul. Barrow looked like they're making another substitution ready. Looks like um, it could be Rory Feely that comes on on that far side. Fifty-eight minutes gone here. Maidstone one, Barrow one. Barrow taking a lead on twenty minutes. Maidstone equalising five minutes before half time. But the uh, ball floated into the area, not cleared yet by Maidstone. Bounces for Sol, and Sol will whack that one downfield for Wanjiao Smith to chase. And a very important interception there by White for Barrow. As Maidstone come away with it with Sam Bone, and Bone now tries to play it into the path of Sol. Wanjiao Smith doesn't quite get it to him. Good idea 
by Sam Bone. Didn't quite work. Dodgy kick by the keeper. And Bone will win the header. It's bouncing very awkwardly around the final third of the field. Barrow can eventually bring it clear. Barrow are going to make a substitution the next time the ball goes out of play. And Sol has uh, rather misread that. Now Newby can attack for Barrow down the left-hand side. It's a pacey winger, Newby. Now it's switched to the other flank. And the ball comes in and there's a clearance by Sol. Back defending after that uh, little misunderstanding. Maidstone still haven't cleared it. Foley plays it to White. White will try and rake that one out on the far side. Kipriano tries to intercept it. Might fall for Sam Korn. And Korn whacks that one downfield looking for Solomon Jow Smith who's going to do well to keep that in. He has kept it in. And now Maidstone punt that forward looking for Coleman de Graff. But uh, with two defenders around him he doesn't have the same physical presence as a Manchi who uh, may well have emerged with it there. And now Barrow can attack down the right-hand side. Ball into the area, bounces awkwardly. Aqua is after it. Sol will uh, defend and Sol will just let that one go out for a throw-in, I think. So there's going to be a throw-in, I believe, to Barrow. It's in that area that we can't see by the uh, corner flag. And there's a mistake by White. And now Sol Wonjow-Smith. Has got a little bit of room to work with. It's a, he tries to play in Sam Korn. Korn just about keeps possession. Lays it back to Appiah. Appiah forward to Sam Bone. He plays it back to Fowler. Maidstone happy to get the ball back there after uh, just a little bit of an error. Maidstone are going to make a change as well. Just looking to see who it is that's going to be coming on from Maidstone. It looks like it might be... Is it Rafe Brown coming on on the far side? Could be fairly shortly. We'll find out soon enough. Barrow waiting for the ball to go out of play so they can make a change. And uh, Dominic Trelford, who Nigel was uh, bigging up earlier, is going to come on for the goal scorer, Ben Whitfield. Yep. And for Maidstone, it looks like Reese Greenwich is uh, going to be making an appearance. Yep, Reese Greenwich is been out of the side for a few weeks see what that how that affects the way uh, well he was going to come on but I don't think he's quite ready so um, in fact I think the reason he's not I coming on quite yet yeah. Smith treatment, so. yeah we're just waiting to see if uh, Solomon Jow Smith needs to go off there's another player stripped there as well over there yeah, quite through that is. Uh, it looks like Lamar Reynolds. Lamar is, Reynolds, yeah, is stripped and ready to come on. Now so he's putting his coat back on. Yeah, Wanjao Smith is just walking to the sideline, and uh, it was weird. On Tuesday night, I think we both uh, thought while commentating, I was commentating with Sean. Uh, there were a couple of occasions where we thought, first of all, we thought Amanchi was going to go off, and he didn't, and he scored. And we thought that Sol Wanjao Smith looked injured before half time. But uh, he stayed on as well and had a pretty good game. So it looks like he's just testing his ankle on that far side. Reynolds is stripped and ready to come on. 63 minutes gone here. The score is one all. If it stays like this, it will go to a replay. So we do not know when that replay would take place. Have to wait for the uh, TV schedules on that one. 
Souls just trying to get back on on that far side, but the play's just happening all around in front of him, so the referee's just not letting him come back on, but he might have been told that he's... He's being, still being told to wait, and now he is being signalled back on. So uh, Barrow are going to attack down the left-hand side. Newby is the player who picks the ball up, plays it back inside. It's chipped over the top for uh, the number 19, Telford, to chase. Telford cuts inside, spreads it out wide. Now Barrow trying to attack down this right-hand side through Spence, and Spence has gone into the area. This. Uh, Bit of an intake of breath there because Spence yeah. went down and to his credit he didn't appeal for anything. Uh, one or two of the Barrow fans did appeal there at the other end of the ground. I, mean, I thought it might have been worth a shout, that one. But uh, there was no appeal from the Barrow player, which is pretty unusual these days. Newby plays it back to Foley. Fowler intercepts and the ball will go out of play for a Barrow throw midway inside their own half. And Maidstone are now going to make a double change. So Wanjo Smith. Yeah, so... Um, Vivesh Gurung is going off, which is interesting. Reese Greenwich is going to come on for him. Sorry, Lamar Reynolds is going to come on for him. And uh, Smith, it looks like, is going to have to go off. This is all a bit confused. Um, Vivesh Gurung's number has gone up, but Smith has now gone down. Mason have got two players ready on that far side. But it looks like Smith isn't going to be able to carry on <laughs> now. And so he's going to go off. The board has been corrected. So, yeah, Reese Greenwich is going to come on. Lamar Reynolds is going to come on. Solomon Jow Smith is going to go off. And it looks like Bivesh Gurum might be carrying an injury and he's going to go off as well, perhaps. But um, it's just a little bit confusing at the moment. Right, let's see what the other change is. Gavin Hoyt is going to go off. So we've had an hour out of Gavin Hoyt on his return to this side. So Sam Corn will take over as Maston captain. And Reese Greenwich will come back into the side for the first time since... Uh, I can't remember, actually, Nigel, when he last played. Well in, I believe. Well in away. Very good player when fully fit. Not seen him fully fit too often in an amber shirt. I think he's one of those players last year. He, um, I think if he'd been fitter for longer, he might just have had half a chance in some of the games that we lost. So He did rather get thrown under the bus by Hacken Hayreton after that game at Dorking, didn't he, when he got sent off with uh, about 10 minutes to go. Yeah. It was unusual. That was, the, that was the beginning of the end for me, that Dorking game. I think if we'd have hang on to that victory there, we'd have been above Dorking at that point, but it wasn't to be, and we kind of went downhill from there, didn't we? Yeah, there was a bit of a lack of belief after that, I thought, as uh, Meister now attacked down the right-hand side. See if those changes make any difference. Happier with the header forward to Bone. So Barrow attacking now. Looks like Barrow have just had a bit more impotence since... Uh, half-time Maston haven't created too much in the way of chances attack struggling to find its rhythm without the focal point of a man to you if you are just joining us looks like he might be out for a while having gone down and been stretched off in that first period ball is uh, 
Well, Greek, uh, Reece Greenwich gets his first touch. Gurung will knock that one forward. And uh, Gurung can't find a Maidstone attacker. It looks like Reynolds has gone into a kind of orthodox striking position almost. So, so you say it was a chance for Razak Holman to shine. Of course, Ren Lamar Reynolds, a completely new strike partnership up the top there. Reynolds playing in his probably favoured position, not played there too many times for May in a Maystone shirt, always been used there on the, the wing or that left wing back role, but it's like Maystone are playing with a back five actually at the moment, it's a sort of 5-2-1-2 two, two formation so it's fairly defensive minded at the moment, 67 minutes gone and uh, we're talking about potential replays we're about uh, 22 minutes plus stoppage time away from that, a lot can happen in the meantime, as, uh, well, Appiah is penalised for, I thought, winning the ball, and certainly pretty much everybody in the main stand agreed with me. I think the ref saying he may just have gone slightly over the top there. It's going to be a free kick. I think he's a bit unlucky there, Appiah. Yeah, he was. I don't think he, he just sort of stood the man up, he fell over, and as the, as the ball sort of come loose, he came away with it, but... Um literally right in front of us here on the gantry I mean it was a strong tackle yeah um, I wouldn't I'm not suggesting that the player went over easily because Paul Apple is a big bloke that was a decent tackle and um, with the best will in the world I don't think there's any suggestion that he was simulating there I think no. he was just well tackled oh yeah uh, but I think mean, it was a whether he I think the ref thinks he got some of the player as well as the ball it's irrelevant anyway because here comes the free kick it's a newbie to take it, goes towards the uh, far side of the area. Drift past most of the uh, intended recipients, but Barrow have kept the attack alive with Spence. Cross goes towards the uh, back post, Appiah heads it down and it's whacked clear by Reynolds and pretty much everybody apart from the Barrow keeper was in the Maidstone half when that attack broke down. So when Reynolds whacked it forward, there was nobody there to uh, relieve the pressure from a Maidstone point of view and um, St Maidstone have struggled to create anything much in this second period it's not a single chance that I can recall to, afraid that we all feared what would happen if Avanci went off well he's gone off uh, of normally the uh, other striking option would be Matt Rush wouldn't it but he of course yeah, is cup of tied. course yeah so so we haven't been able to mention him. We're not going to be able to play him. He would have... Uh, say, that man, she was rested for a couple of games, wasn't he? He came on as a sub uh, on a couple of occasions. He came on as a sub in the last round, didn't he? He didn't yeah. start against Chesham. Um, and he came on in the second half and he scored within five minutes of coming on. It's uh, Fowler with a header. Gurung, who uh, has to let that one go out of play, can't bring that one under control so it goes out of play for a Barrow throw um, certainly you think Barrow would be a lot happier with um, the prospect of a replay yeah, at that's, Barrow that's what I'm thinking as well Obviously you can't bring replacements in there can you and the, uh, like that's what Bar uh, Barnsley and uh, Forest Green are under investigation for they, they registered players to play that weren't um, you've got to be eligible for the first round game, yeah. so you can't bring them in in a replay. So even if there was a free agent out there, we can't sign them and play them in the in the replay. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting sort of 
tactical battle at the moment. I should say Mason haven't created much, but then Barrow haven't really created that much either in this second period. Um, they do look like they've got a bit more control over it, as you would expect. They're uh, third in League Two. Very decent side. They look comfortable on the ball. And... Uh, Certainly, though, isn't it? All the time it's, it's staying 1-1 uh, and at the standards level, you know, the, the script's there to be written for a hero for Maystone. Well, you're absolutely right. I you mean, know, this is... They're um, going to get one chance, isn't they? It's whether they can take that chance and... From what we're saying, you know, we, we, we've both been speaking about a kind of lack of creativity and chances. Uh, but when you think back to Maystone's previous second-round ties, we were dead and buried in pretty much all of them by this stage and we're still very much alive in this one it's 1-1 Reynolds plays it back to Sam Bone to Kipriano tries to play it inside to Reynolds but it's well intercepted by White and uh, Sam Bone in midfield loses out but, so the ball goes forward for Sola now Sol can break to the right hand side of the area he's going to try and cross this towards the far post he doesn't beat the defender he might get it back though it might fall for Gurum Gurung for a second I thought looked like he might shoot Appiah will cross it and Appiah will get a corner for Maidstone and so talking about ramping up the pressure here Maidstone just going to get a chance to uh, load the Barrow box here 73 minutes of normal time gone Sam Korn is lining up the corner on that right hand side right in front of the travelling Barrow supporters who've come here in impressive numbers. So ball goes towards the back post. It might fall for Sam Bone. It's going to fall for Gurren. Gurren has got to shoot here, surely. He does shoot. Yeah! Yeah! Gurren! Yes! Yes! The hometown boy has scored an absolute worldie. A stunning goal by Bivesh Gurren. Well. Manstone 2, Barrow 1. There we go, the script was written as we just said, and it was Bivis Garung who's come up, the local lad. Mayo took a deflection, but who cares? Top corner. What a goal that is by Bivis Garung. Absolutely stunning top corner effort from the Maidstone lad. And um, I couldn't be more pleased for him as well. I think he's such an underrated player for Maidstone. He does so much work. He's the sort of Gilberto Silva-like player. He's like an invisible wall. He does all of the donkey work, and he's had his moment there. That's set up for him. I think, yeah, he, wanted to, I think he wanted to lay it off, didn't he? But he decided yeah. he was going to shoot. Yeah. And uh, you can see how popular it is as well amongst the team. All the substitutes there warming up, all piled on in, on top of him as the rest of the team did down in that corner flag. So, so 25 minutes to go 15 minutes well, to go 15 minutes of normal time yeah. to go but uh, they never go quickly do they when um, no. you're winning Maidstone 2 Barrow 1 and Maidstone are 15 minutes plus stoppage 16 minutes plus stoppage away from the third round of the FA Cup for what would be the first time since 1988 would you believe we're talking about those other times that we've got this far saying that we were dead and buried by this stage and we still had a chance well we've got a very good chance now here's Newby for Barrow playing it across field to Spence Spence playing it out wide 
ball is crossed into the Maidstone area. Appiah with the header. Gurung will knock that one forward. And, uh, Barrow backpedalling a bit now. But, uh, Canavan can knock that one forward to Appiah. Suspicion of handball there, but Appiah has come away with it. And Appiah now tries to knock that one into Reynolds, but Reynolds is on his heels. And uh, the attack breaks down. So Again, though, like you said on the from uh, Tuesday night, you were saying that Bivis was going he was going to go off there, wasn't he? Literally, when yep. they made that last round of substitution, he was the, the number that originally came up on the board. And but for that injury to Sol Wanjo Smith, um, now he would have been off. But it's an injury to Emil Aqua for Barrow. He needs treatment for something that happened. Um, I think it happened off the ball as well. It didn't see a player around him. What a goal that was. I mean, whatever happens from this point on, it's uh, a great moment for Bivesh Gurung. Yeah, absolutely. Here's be a bit of a delay here because Aqua's gone down. We've got two members of the Barrow medical staff attending to him. It looks like they're... Um, they're checking if he's concussed. Well, he's got an eye injury or something. So while we pause, I mean, I've got to say, I think that has to be one of the best goals we've seen at this ground for a very long time. Yeah, absolutely. Well. I'm, I, I mean, think the, it, the first goal wasn't a bad goal. You know, the, the, no, the Sam Corn goal, it was a, it was a good, good build-up play, a good team goal. But, yeah, the way that Pivish hit that, you know, like we said, you know, a friend of mine runs a Twitter account which is very popular so proper footy is the uh, name of the account he's got thousands of followers and uh, he calls that certain time of color a thunder and then he there's another word that you can't say on the radio but uh, that's I think the third first one of those we've had for quite a while to be honest yeah. I'm thinking of the Alex Fisher one against Salisbury about yeah. sort of 10 plus years ago it was uh, similar to that it just a uh, a brilliant goal and uh, we're now going to see a substitution I think that is the race run for Emil Aqua and so Barrow are going to bring somebody on just looking to see who it is on that far side it was a weird sort of second half there have been very few chances for either side it was all a bit tepid and now it's just erupted because of Bivesh Guru so the number nine is going to come on for Barrow. That's uh, Jamie Proctor. James Chester has gone off. Uh, whether Aqua comes back on or not, we're not sure. Somebody else has come on as well. So I think Aqua has um, had his ducked out of it, as Sean might say. And the number 10 for Barrow has come on. That's Jed Gardner. Barrow have got a throw level with the edge of the Maidstone area hurled in towards the Maidstone box it uh, is cleared initially by Greenwich but it's still bouncing awkwardly could be into the area here might fall for a Barrow attacker but uh, Lucas Kovalan will come away with it and now Kovalan I think a lot of people were uh, hoping that he would boot that downfield because uh, Sol was in a bit of space Kovalan an experienced head here has decided that it was uh, a chance to just just waste a few seconds here. 
You don't want to get too cute doing that at this stage. Still quite a long time to go here. Ball is chipped awkwardly over the top. The Barrow header wins it. Fowler manages to head that clear, but only as far as Telford. Telford has managed to poke that through. Advantage is being played here. There's a shot that is blocked, and that will go out of play for a Barrow throw-in. That's booted downfield in the direction of uh, Coleman de Graff. That's uh, Barrow can break down the right-hand side now with Spence. Spence is being challenged by Greenwich and Bone. And the two of them come away with the ball, get it to Reynolds. Reynolds is uh, being challenged by White, but he's managed to get it back to the goal scorer, Bivesh Garung. Harry Kipriano inside to Bivesh Garung, and Garung has been fouled there. Appiah just trying to G the crowd up here, get them going. Really clever bit of play that by Garung. He's uh, skipped past his man, drawn the foul chipped away another few seconds and uh, there's something going on on the far side there I'm not sure what it is there's a bit of a discussion going on between George Elakobi and the fourth official I believe he's unhappy about something it's been interesting to see what subs he does make now um, whether she's fit enough to come on for the last ten minutes maybe in, into the left wing back position and, and maybe use that as an outborn move it's Kipriano into the middle but it's possible isn't who it do you, who might. do you take off in the middle I mean well, both midfielders have scored and they've both had very good games and then Batson Bones looked um, solid in the middle there as well I mean it's a tactical sort of thing you might even take De Graff off um, possibly he's not made a huge impact since coming on difficult thing for him to do under the circumstances being told to uh, replace Levi Amantia up front but he's also the sort of player that might just produce a moment of magic out of nowhere Leinster leading 2-1 into the final nine minutes of normal time here the whole of the Genkos is actually bouncing at the moment at Maystone half anyway every challenge has been applauded and every it's half a chance here for Barrow but Greenwich has done really well to uh, intercept that Barrow get the ball back on the right hand side though and now breaking forward in uh, numbers heavy touch there by the Barrow number 7 and that allows Fowler to intercept it but Greenwich will whack that one downfield as far as White White heads it back to Niall Canavan the Barrow captain uh, Barrow are in possession I mean the one thing you can say whatever happens from this distance Maidstone have uh, more than held their own oh, against League yeah. 2 opposition absolutely. here there's a foul though by Appiah and uh, certainly the home side think that well they think that Garner went down a bit easily I, I thought it was a foul to be honest um, not a malicious foul I don't think the guy dived I think it was just a free kick and uh, unfortunately from a Maidstone point of view it is about 35 yards from goal and I wouldn't say it was out of range here Foley is uh, one of the players standing over it. The other is Garner. I think they look like they're shaping to cross. But there is going to be a three-man wall here. So Kovalan just checking his angles. Foley saying he wants Telford to come in a bit. Garner is going to knock that one towards the left-hand side of defence. It uh, eludes most people, but the danger is still live here. Could be a cross from White. White does get a cross in. It's uh, been cleared by Vivesh Gurung. 
every Maidstone player was uh, on the edge of the area there. Obviously decided to defend their box to the last ditch here. And now Maidstone are on the attack. Appiah can run down the right-hand side. Maidstone have got players over if they can find it. Appiah tries to cross it. It's not the best of crosses. But uh, I think De Graff will keep that in. De Graff is at the byline. He's waiting for players to come forward. He can lay it off to Cipriano if he can find him. And he tries to sort of squeeze it in at the near post. And uh, it's going to be cleared by Barrow. I think he really needed to lay that off to Cipriano. But uh, as it is, Barrow's number nine... Jamie Proctor can't keep that in, so it'll go out of play for a Maidstone throw-in on this near side as it gets colder and colder and colder down here. Fowler it is who's going to take the throw-in. He's taking his time over it as well, you can imagine. Referee is uh, telling him to get a move on. And Fowler can't afford to take too much longer over this throw because he's going to get a yellow card if he does. He does throw it now. Looking for Sol. Ball is headed out of play by a Barrow player. Five and a half minutes of normal time remaining here. Maidstone United leads Barrow by two goals to one. Fowler throws it downfield in the direction of, uh, well, it's an offside flag up against Sol. Barrow have got to retrieve the ball. Telford it is who uh, picks it up. Bowls it back to his goalkeeper, Paul Farman. Farman, right-footed. Downfield. Bounces, Greenwich is underneath it and Horn, Horn will uh, hook that clear. It's going to bounce for, uh, well, almost bounces into the path of Reynolds. I think Reynolds has found his defender there. Um, once he'd lost the ball, that was probably the best option there. It was a sort of tactical foul. Yeah. So, Barrow, not exactly sending everybody forward, but it's a long ball towards the edge of the area. Appiah with the header. He's a decent game, the uh, loan signing from Leicester. He made his debut last week at St Albans. Certainly at the moment, he's having a happier afternoon. Everybody is. So, him at St Albans was a bit of a sickener, really. So, Cipriano puts it out of play for a throw-in. Is there another change going to take place over on that far side? Looks like there's somebody else stripped and ready for action. So, Brown, I think, is going to come on. They're going to bring on an extra defender fairly shortly. And uh, Newby is trying to unlock the most of the defence on this left-hand side, but he's just knocked that out of play. And... Uh, well, one. Yeah, it's strange. It's just wrong. Uh, the linesman should have corrected that. The referee was on the blind side, but Newby kicked that out of play. And uh, he's won the throw-in. Let's just hope that that isn't pivotal. As uh, Barrow now attacked down the right-hand side. Two subs coming on from Maystone. Two players over there. Ball is thrown forward towards Telford. To Barrow keep the attack alive. Canavan it is. Canavan will play out wide to Newby. Newby trying to get goal side of Seoul. So all the way across central midfield. And uh, nice ball forward to Telford. Telford towards the edge of the area. Well challenged by Greenwich and Gurum, the goal scorer 
will that be the winning goal? We are a few minutes away from finding out. Tackles his man. As Nigel has pointed out, there are two Maidstone subs ready to come on. I think we've got to find a way of keeping that ball. You know, we, we're letting Barrow dictate. Obviously, they're going to try and find the goal, but up top is just be a not chance here for Barrow towards the edge of the area. Good tackle, low by Fowler, who comes away with the ball, finds Reynolds, and now Sol. Sol tries to play it back into Reynolds, but that is well intercepted there by Foley for Barrow. And now Newby can attack. A bit of urgency coming from Barrow at last here towards the edge of the area could be a chance for Telford he shoots it's blocked it's going to fall for the number nine he's onside Foley plays it into the area could be a chance for Newby Newby plays it across goal it's nobody there and Kipriano can bring it away Maidstone still haven't cleared and now the ball goes on a play off the Barrow number eight Key and Spence and Maidstone aren't going to get the chance to make those changes just need a little bit of composure for Maidstone though just I mean, Kepriano there on that on that left-hand side there. Had the chance just to hold the ball and bring it away, but he opted to just kick it, and there's no one up there for Maystone because obviously they're all back defending, so you just need that little bit of composure there yeah. on the ball. Yeah, you're right. He uh, could have burned a few seconds there for Maystone. Right, we are going to see uh, Liam Soul is going off. And Rafe Brown is coming on. And uh, is that Perry Andalo coming on as well for uh, Maidstone? I think it is. Perry Andalo's coming on. Bibish. No, well, uh, Soul's still going off. Soul is off. Just trying to see who else has gone off, actually. Um, so it wasn't entirely obvious when the board went up. We're in the last minute of normal time. I imagine that we're going to have quite a chunk of uh, added time at the end of this as uh, Iandolo gets his first touch. And the ball goes out of play for a Maidstone throw-in. I can't see Bivesh Gurung out there anymore, so I'm guessing he has gone off. But uh, Ben alongside me is just nodding his agreement. Ball bouncing awkwardly on that far side. Maidstone trying to uh, keep a bit of possession but uh, the ball goes out of play for a Barrow throw. A ball by on hands to uh, hold the ball. So foul on uh, Mason player there. And Sam Corn is going to milk that to uh, take us to the 90-minute mark. Seven. And there are going to be seven. Of course there are. Seven minutes of added time. And uh, I think we all know as well, you know, when you get seven minutes of added time, you get added time at the end of the added time. Seven minutes for Maidstone to see this out. I'd say this is probably going to be the longest seven minutes in Maidstone history. Could well be right there. As, uh, Brown on the far side of the area. Might fall for a Maidstone player. Instead, it's going to fall for a, a Barrow player. A Barrow can now counter down this left-hand side. And this could be dangerous. They've got two against two here. There's a shot from the edge of the area. Improvised effort from Garner. And um, I could see what he was trying to do there, Garner. It wasn't a bad idea but he didn't have the power to beat Kovalan, and Kovalan, in the end, can smother that quite convincingly. Yeah, it's one of those, though, that could have easily, you know, just a little bit slippery out there now. It's the, the weather's definitely got a lot of a bit colder, so... It is, and you can the see The artificial service is obviously going to be a little bit slippery, so... There's a fog coming in now, blowing across the ground, and you can see the breath of the players freezing as... Uh, 
emerges. Barrow in possession in midfield. They've got a player over. It's Newby on the left-hand side. Newby is going to cut inside and uh, plays it back to White. Barrow in possession on the right-hand side now. It's a tackle by Sam Corn. Really good play by Sam Corn. Reynolds needed to get there and he didn't. And uh, the ball is now bouncing awkwardly on the edge of the Maidstone area. Greenwich comes in. It's going to bounce for Telford. So they've got to be careful here. It's going to go out for a corner, I think, unless there's a free kick. No, there isn't. So Barrow are going to have a corner. We're approaching the end of the second minute of seven added on here. Barrow have got a corner. And they need an equaliser here, the side from Cumbria. And the cross is going to come in. So they're on the right-hand side of midfield as they attack the town end, Barrow. Ball comes in, goes towards the edge of the area, fisted clear by Kovaland to a large cheer, flicked header by Reynolds. And uh, Barrow are forced to go all the way back to Farman, their goalkeeper. So Mason opting not to press him too much to defend the edge of the area. Good header by Fowler. And uh, Barrow being forced backwards here, temporarily at least. They've got to go all the way back to their goalkeeper now. You can feel the tension everywhere around the ground now. People on the edge of their seats, standing up in the main stand. Huge pressure riding on these next three or four minutes or so. As uh, Foley is being forced backwards, he has to give the ball back to Farman. And now De Graff can try and put him under a little bit of pressure here. Farman gets good distance on the clearance. Flicked header might bounce. It's a bit of a kerfuffle on the edge of the area. It's going to fall, is it, for uh, Appiah? And now Reynolds has got a chance to bring it away. Reynolds has been fouled by Foley. So I think Foley, um, he might be a bit unlucky there. I don't, it was definitely a foul. Uh, he's been shown a yellow card as the uh, Baron number 16. I don't think there was any malice in that. No, I think he just, he just was caught him. a little bit for the ball, wasn't he? But he, he, did, he did make an initial attempt for the ball. From a Maester point of view, it's uh, very handy because it allows them to just wipe away a few more seconds. We've had 93 and a half minutes gone here. We were told there would be seven minutes of added time. So Mason have got a free kick. It's a chance to punt the ball forward. Uh, the last thing you want to do in a moment like this is to just give it away and um, give away an offside so I could veteran of too many last minute equalisers and uh, winners to uh, yeah we was talking wasn't we before uh, we came on air that, well, that was a first round game that game against Rochdale yeah um, I think that's haunting everybody years ago they were riding high in league one at the time and Oliver yeah, Ash is just uh, one, but making his way to the edge of the uh, stand here I don't think he can stand to watch it so there's a tussle between Fowler and one of the Barrow attackers and the ball's cleared downfield. De Graff was offside, but uh, he wasn't going to get there anyway, but he's quite cleverly decided not to interfere with play there because if he had tried to chase after that, the flag would have gone up. So as it is, there's a throw-in to Barrow instead. Sam Corn is uh, fouled, is he? Yes, he is. It's a good play by Sam Corn. I actually thought that was more of a yellow card offence by uh, Garner than the one that Foley got because... Corner's been fouled, and uh, Garner has basically kicked the ball towards his chest. And uh, I think Foley was unlucky to get booked. I think Garner is uh, lucky that he hasn't been booked there. 
from a Maiston point of view, it's exactly what you wanted to see because it's chipped away another 30 or so seconds. It's the same sort of mistake that we were making last week when we were at um, St Albans, giving away a foul in the seven minutes of added time. Kovala knocks that one forward for De Graff to chase. De Graff will come away with it, so De Graff has to try and get it into the corner here. De Graff does get it into the corner. He's going to keep it in, gets to the byline. Is it going to stay in play? No, it's gone out of play and it'll be a goal kick. So <coughs> Into the sixth minute now. Well, yeah, but there are 75 seconds left if you want to look at it that way, according to uh, the clock that uh, is still running. Ball goes high into the air. Corn is underneath it. Barrow will win it. Bone is underneath that one. Corn will whack it clear. It's really panicky, jittery stuff here now. Ball, edge of the area, bounces. Corn will try and boot that one downfield. It only goes as far as White. Reynolds is putting him under pressure. Reynolds has done well there. To play it square to Foley. Andalo is chasing it down. Ball headed high into the air. Appiah will complete with it, but uh, Barrow will get it back. Barrow will play it square. Could be a chance to cross on the right-hand side. It's going to be a corner is there for Barrow, so you'd think it's got to be now or never, really. The goalie's coming up now, Farnham. Yep. 30 seconds to go. 30 seconds of the added time remaining. Barrow's keeper, Paul Farman, has come all the way out of his area. Pretty much everybody is in the Maidstone box now, barring one Barrow player who is there for the second ball. Problems just got to have his wits about him here. Yeah. So, game on the line here. Farman is urging his teammate to get on with it. As it the clock ticks to 97 minutes. The corner comes in. The keeper is going up for the header. It's bouncing around in the air. It's going to be whacked clear. There's a huge cheer. Mason have got to chase after this. And the referee is going to blow his whistle. Yes! yes! That's it! Mainstone! Scenes here at the Gallagher Stadium. Absolute scenes here. Levi Amanci on the pitching crutches. I don't believe it, Nigel. It's 35 oh. years since I watched Mason. Levi Matthews, come on with crutches. He's got a boot on. It's good to see you, Matthews. Right. Well, let me just say it's 35 years since I've seen Mason United get to the third round of the FA Cup. The last time that it happened, I was deliberately not saying this. We played Kidderminster Harriers here. I was 14 years old. The first game was at London Road. We were winning until the last kick. Kidderminster equalised. I was absolutely heartbroken. I was petrified something like that was going to happen again today. It didn't happen. Mason won that game. They won, uh, well, they won that tie. It was after three replays. And uh, they earned a third round tie against Sheffield United. My voice is going because I'm that <laughs> emotional. Um, so we played Sheffield United all the way back in 1988. There were times watching Maidstone during the last 35 years when the third round of the FA Cup seemed like it would never happen. And here we are, back for the first time since 1988. And uh, I think as Murray Walker once said, I've got a lump in my throat. Uh, it, it just... It is, it is emotional. It, it really is emotional. I mean... I'm just looking around. Oliver Ash is there filming everything on his phone. Uh, Terry Casey's there as well. Ben is uh, sat next to me. I was just going to mention that as well because uh, you know we were commentating when 
we've played Rochdale and Rochdale scored with the last kick in stoppage yeah. time we were all fearing it when Barrow got that corner right at the end but uh, it's just a magnificent occasion for everybody involved with the football club here Nigel it really is it really is it's kind of it completes the story really doesn't it you know it's it's back it's most out of back and just pause for a second and uh, contemplate the fact that we're going to be in the third round of the FA Cup that means we're going to be in a draw with Manchester City Manchester United yep. Arsenal Chelsea all of the top flight sides uh, you know it doesn't often work out like that if you think of it statistically you, you've got more chance of drawing a lower division side than you have of uh, drawing one of the big six but uh, some, somebody is hugging <laughs> Oliver has joined us I think it's Oliver Gentry. <laughs> just think about that we could be in the draw with well we are in the draw with Arsenal we are, we we are, are in the draw, draw it is fact yeah. we are History in the draw with Man United so um, I think we're all going to enjoy it and uh, why not yeah, it, it is, you know, and, it, and you say statistically, you know, you could go and get, you, you know, a Sutton United or Hors the winner of the Horsham game. But, you know, what it does for Mason, it, it, it puts the profile of the club onto that next level. You know, we're back Absolutely. In, in in the national spotlight. You know, we've, we've got reporters here from the Sun, you know. I'm sure if you ask George yes. Alakobi who he wants... Yeah, you can't you know, have everything, can you? Yeah, he, 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 he'd say walls, you know, there's, there's a lot of stories. When Joe Smith yep. spoke with Matt Gerrard from the BBC in the week, and, you know, he's from Bristol, so he was saying, you know, he's ideal job in Bristol City. You know, the, the options are endless, you know. They've just got to this enjoy This is where it. dreams yep. are made. And, you know, also, Bill Green, the local lad. Well, yeah, I don't think we should... Uh, you know, that the story's right there. We, we certainly it. shouldn't end this, because I think Bivesh Garung has uh, consistently been underrated this season. I thought he had a good shout to be the man of the match at the uh, Haven't at Waterlooville game, and he's obviously going to be overshadowed by Levi Manchi's two goals. But when the moment came for him today, he has scored one of the very best goals I think I've ever seen at this stadium. Yeah. Yep. He's going to go down in Maidstone history. He has, and uh, it's great that it's a Maidstone lad that's done it. I'm just absolutely delighted for him. And... Uh, the fact that it was such a spectacular goal as well and it has seen us through is uh, just makes this one of the very best afternoons I think I've had supporting Maidstone and I've been supporting Maidstone for yep, a very long time. Yeah, Maidstone fans. Yep. We're back in the third round of the FA Cup. Right. So, I think before we all get too emotional, <laughs> uh, just going to say thank you to everybody that's been listening to us and been watching us so far. On behalf of myself, Fred Atkins, my co-commentator, our producer Nigel Seeger. We will see you in the third round of the FA Cup. Cheers. Come on, you stones. <laughs>